Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, uh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And for the second week in a row, we have in the studio B3, Big Booty Bernard. Oh, no, it's a booty too? Oh. You actually have no ass. You look like a, you look like a Roman numeral it's a, one. It's, it's a nice ass, but it's, you know, it's not a big booty. It's inverted. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of big booty, <laughs> we're gonna teach these girls how how to get their booty, the and booty. it ain't their ass. It's no, no. it's their treasure trove. Their treasure trove and their assets, baby. <laughs> yes, assets. yes, because I have had so much, and I we've talked about this. I've had so many people from all around the world, like, oh my god, this is the best podcast. Like, bring big banana his big bush back. <laughs> I'm back at it. Bring his bush back. It pushes down a little bit. It's you know. Thank I God. Know, uh, I saw that you had clipped it yeah. the other day. It was it was really tantalizing no, because. On to the, well, you know how side. I I knew that you clipped it. <laughs> no. I knew you clipped your bush because around my toilet was a bunch of pubes. I was probably just shaving. <laughs> my god matt can you just clean up after yourself honest to god it wasn't if you have squiggles like that on your face then you need to go somewhere probably (laughs) are you excited though to help these girls i'm so excited i'm so excited to talk talk to them and work with them and it's gonna be awesome yeah it is because yeah well every week i'm just like why do i keep doing this to myself (laughs) it's just punishment it's it's punishment (laughs) so everything that we're saying here on the ambitious podcast as you know is our opinions Yes. Uh, it doesn't mean we're going to tell you this and you're going to turn into Berkshire fucking Hathaway the next day <laughs> no. or Elon Musk. We're not accountants and we're not tax attorneys and we're not anything like that. We just play one on television. We just play them. <laughs> Pretty good though. So don't fucking come for me and be like, I did what you said for two days and I'm not rich yet. Yes. I will literally be like, suck my ding dong. <laughs> Open up wide and suck my ding dong. <laughs> I will literally grow a dick just for these bitches to suck on it. <laughs> I'm serious. I can't handle it anymore. These people are like, I did it for two minutes and I don't understand why I'm not rich. <laughs> I don't understand why either. Dude. <laughs> I actually know why. Well, two minutes is not going to do anything. Oh my God. But because obviously you guys know that I'm such a rich bitch that I don't have any freaking advertisements here. So the only thing that we ask you is to pay the toll troll. <laughs> <laughs> By sharing this podcast. Yes. Giving it a five star review, right? I mean, yeah, yeah they don't have awesome. to. I don't really give a shit about well, that just that. share it with your people do that because i'm on it yeah it's about me yeah but you know that five star reviews don't get you anywhere really no well it's my ego i like it get get rid of that I'm joking no joking. no one gives a shit about five star reviews obviously i love to see the five star reviews because yes. there's so many women from all over the world that i don't know right yes. that say like how i've changed their life and how the ambitious movement has changed their lives but um, if you're if you're out there and you have a podcast and you're asking for five star reviews, it actually doesn't help you at all. Really? So okay, tell me what helps because we want to help. So all that really helps is that people share it with their people. Nice. So like you know, text this link wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's you know iTunes or it's Spotify or it's Podbean or it's whatever the fuck. I don't know what you crazy kids are doing nowadays. <laughs> I don't know because Mister Ed Sullivan does all that shit for me. <laughs> I just do my work here. I drop it and I fucking walk away. And it goes away. Yeah. yeah, but just share it. Like send it to your friends. Text friends. Uh, share it in your social media and extra points. And I always, always, always on my um, Instagram because I don't have fake book because it's literally the swamp of sadness. And honestly, maybe Instagram's next to go because I have my own goddamn app, the ambitious app on Mighty Networks. Get on over there. I love the ambitious app. It's so fun, right? Get on over there. It's in the show notes um, because someday I might just be like, bon voyage, Instagram. You've, You've gotten also sad and swampy. But if you are on Instagram and you tag me in your post, I will give you a huge shout out on my stories and my Instagram as well. So that's really all that I ask. Yeah, it's not too much good. of a fucking ask. That's easy. I mean, I show up yeah. here week after week. Like, who the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> Katie motherfucking boy. Oh my God, yes. seriously. I am Katie motherfucking boy. <laughs> all right, let's fucking do this because I am sick of all these broke hoes. Okay. Well, we went over the broke hoes last time. You know, yes. I was a broke hoe. 
And I had to learn. What's the most broke ho shit you've ever done in your life? Uh, Let's talk about that. All right. Well, I got my car repossessed. (laughs) That's right. 21 years old. Let's talk about that. It was, I bought a Cadillac and I loved the car. What was it? Cadillac what? It was a Seville. Oh, you are such a pimp. I was a pimp in it. And it was a beautiful car. I loved it. I bought it used. What color was it? It was like tan, I believe, if I remember. It was like just like your nipples. Just like my nipples. And it was uh it rode so nice and it was awesome. And then I was, you know, working and then I was like, Oh well, I'll just pay it next week. You know, and I'm going out partying tonight. And then it was like, Okay, I'll pay it the week after. Then all of a sudden I get a call in the middle of the night and there's somebody out there with a tow truck He goes, We're taking your car. I was like, What do you mean you're taking my car? He goes, Well, if you just give me the keys, it will make it a lot easier. It's like, Give me the keys. Here's the keys. Are you kidding me? And he goes, You can just pick it up. Well, I called the back the next day. No, sir. That car is not being picked up. Like, Shut up. To get it. Were you living with your and mom and dad? No, I was not. I was living on my own at the time. And it was it was the craziest thing. But you know something that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it was such a moment where I was like, I will never, ever let this happen again. Mm-hmm. I'll never be in this situation. And at that point, you know, I was in college at the time because I graduated when I was like 24 years old because I paid for school myself. So I had a lot of responsibilities on me, but I was still a broke hole. I was acting like an ass. Yeah. Right? You know, not paying my bills, thinking that I had to drive this fancy car. And I was renting an apartment and, you know, all these different things. And, you know, <laughs> not good, but it never happened again after that. I just dug in and worked yeah. and got myself out of debt. And I also had credit card debt and all sorts of th- things that I was buying. I didn't even know what I was paying for anymore. Yeah. It was meals and entertainment and stuff that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that was Jesus bringing up some memories. Oh, my God, dude. I yeah. See, I, I really do feel like the things that happen to you financially that are the worst things yes. are the best things for you. It's always the way. Because right? you never yeah. make that mistake sense. again because it's so embarrassing and it's so like, ooh, so low vibe. It's just like makes my butthole pucker just well, thinking about it. If you learn, it will never happen again. But yes. Go back there real quick if you start doing the same activities, right. right? To get you into that problem. And there's older people, like I'm talking in their 60s, 70s, and 80s that still do broke ho shit. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like yeah. they're just like living paycheck to paycheck or they're still working and they're in their 70s and 80s and then they're buying their grandchildren all kinds of shit like iPhones and iPads and this thing yeah. and that thing. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, not good. Oh no, no, no! I've done a lot of broco shit in my day too. Yeah, I think we all have. You know, unless we unless we grew up with somebody who was teaching you right from the get go. Even I, then, they probably go awry. When I was like eighteen or nineteen, I used to go to the Silver City Gallery in Taunton all the time. That was like our big mall. Oh yeah, and. um I used to open a credit card in every fucking store. Yes. So I had a Victoria's yes. Secret card. Off, yeah. The purchase. Yeah. It had like a Macy's card and an Abercrombie card and an American Eagle card. I had a fucking card for, to every goddamn place. And I was like, oh my God, I get 15% off yep. the first time. Is that great? And, oh my God. And then you so go, oh, so juicy. And, and then you, you get the bill. <laughs> and it's 29%. 29%. <laughs> and I remember my mother. What, I was just like, I don't have to pay these credit cards. It's just like free money. And the <laughs> yeah. freaking collectors were calling my mom's, because I was living with my mom at the time, right? Yeah. And they would call and call and call and call. And my mom had to literally call all my credit cards oh, and like wow. get me, you know, how they consolidate all the credit cards or whatever. Yes. And she's like, if you ever fucking do this again, I'll fucking kill you. And I was like, I'll never do it again. And then like probably like five years later, I was like, I'm going to go work at like three strip clubs and like two bars and bartend and shake my fucking ass and like give guys massage and then I'm going to go buy Louis Vuitton bags. Oh, that's a good thing. Wasn't that smart? That's smart. That's I didn't fucking know any better. What the hell did? Yeah. I just wanted to impress people that, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know. You didn't know anybody, and, and, and if there were anybody, they wouldn't care. Yes. <laughs> they don't care about bags. Yes. About bags. You know what I also was thinking the other day, and I want to talk about this today, and I haven't talked to you about it, but these girls yes. who they date men for money. Really? We didn't shut the fuck oh, up, I Matt. Know. I was probably one of them. Oh, you were a girl that used to date guys for no, money? No, I was one of the guys that had the money. Shut the f- when? <laughs> when you're fucking Cadillac? I got my Cadillac. I was pimping it. You were like, uh, they're all after me because of my money. Two bucks are up together. I can see block. Matt with his with his afro <laughs> and his like pimp fucking coat was like made of chinchilla. Chinchilla. Coat. You were like, from now on, you talk to fucking Louis. You don't talk to fucking me directly. No, what was the, was that the Denzel Washington movie? The, yeah, Denzel Washington. What is it? American Gangster. Yeah, you were like American Gangster. You talk to Huey. You don't yeah. talk to me. It was uh, it was something. You were like that ice guy. 
Yeah. What was that pimp guy's name? No, iceberg Slim. Yeah, you were Iceberg was, Slim. Yeah, no, so I was, he was a brutal criminal. I was not like Iceberg Slim. You were on your way, though. I was on my way to something. I had, <laughs> I had no role models. Thank God for martial arts. Martial arts saved me. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, and getting Thank shit repossessed. Much. Yes. And being like, I don't want to ever feel this feeling yeah. again. No, martial arts actually trained me to say, hey, if you work hard on something, you can have something. Yeah. You, know, you set goals, you do certain things, you write things down, and you take action. Mm -hmm. and you make things happen. And totally. It's not only in martial arts, but it happens in finance, business, whatever you want to do with your body. Uh, anything you write down, it starts to creation. Absolutely. So back to the broco shit with um, these girls that, like, they, instead of, like, going to work for themselves or being entrepreneurs for themselves or, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or whatever, you know, you want to do to, like, make money in your life, to attract yes. money in your life. I know that you know this, so don't act stupid right now. Right. There's so many women in the world, and I have done this before, BTW. Yes. Look at all the ugly guys I've ever dated. They all had money. Really? Oh, yeah. Thanks. I did not know this. <laughs> what do you think I would stand <laughs> them for their looks? Am I good looking man? No, Matt, I, first of all, when I met you, I was very established. Yeah, of course. I didn't need your fucking, you know, measly fucking money. Yes, it was never me, but I understand you probably had I was money. not with you, probably, yeah. but I was not with you because of money. Yes. I was with you because I, I loved you. because of money. Mon <laughs> I've actually dated guys like that, you know. I believe it. Yeah, they, they were like... Especially when you had a TV show and you were doing a lot of Oh, yeah. Things. You opened your gym and mm -hmm. you were doing really, really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a sugar mama. Sugar mama. But there's a thing called sugar daddies. Yes. And these girls are sugar babies. I know all about them. Yeah, there's a whole, like, there's websites out there where you can just go and get sugar daddies really? and be their sugar babies. And you don't even have, like, I doubt this is true, but you don't even have to have sex with them. They just no. pay your bills and, like, give you, like, hair and, like, they buy you, like, <laughs> Chanel. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah we should, should go get some fucking hair. <laughs> Maybe she'll get a sugar daddy. <laughs> I need a sugar daddy. I'm bald as a bean. I need, I need to get some hair. Hey, come on over here, sugar daddy. Give bald as hair. a bean? <laughs> Not a bean, Matt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, we can hook you up after we get off the podcast. Say we can get on sugardaddy.com and, some and you can be like, give me, give me some weed, man, daddy. <laughs> I need to be like the what is it, the ladies' man? Yeah. Oh my god, right. with your colvassier. <laughs> oh my gosh. But there's this thing that these girls do this, and they think it's like funny and cute. Yeah. But there's nothing worse because I've done it before, mm -hmm. and I've also had it done to me. Yes. Where people are with people for money. Or and access. Yes. Or yeah. Yep. Yep. Access to okay. like what? To like climbing certain ladders, social, social ladders. ladders. People who, you know this person, I know that person. Yeah, who you know and who you blow. And they're probably running around broke as a joke. Yeah. Well, uh, well, big hat, no cattle. Most yeah. people. if they're, It's funny because we were um, talking the other day how I was like showing you one of my girlfriends on Instagram and she was buying this like $50,000 purse. Yeah. And he's like. Matt, he's like, well, where she live? I'm like, I told her, oh, she's fucking renting that place. Yep. She's doing this, she's doing that. And I'm like saying to myself, like, mm, that's some shit right it's there. Peel the financial onion. That's a stinky onion. The spiritual onion. Sometimes you got to peel that financial yep. onion. So before we start the real nitty gritty, I just want to say, stop being the sugar baby, whatever the fuck it is. Because yes. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing worse than being in a fucking relationship trapped by a man who pays your fucking bills. Not good. It's so demeaning. Okay. It's so degrading. And it's the opposite of it being ambitious. And being empowered, right? Ambitious and empowered. Yeah. And being able to stand on your own two feet, right? Financially, spiritually, and be able to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know something? I may not have whatever, but I'm doing this myself. I, I, I can't tell you how many women that I've coached over the years that they're in marriages or relationships that are, they're only in them because they are financially controlled by the man. Wow. That's and it's so sad to me. Yes. And what people don't understand is if you really, truly trust the universe has your back mm -hmm. and you leave those types of situations and you say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, mm -hmm. but I can't be in this relationship anymore because I have to have integrity, not only for myself, but just for energy in general, yes. the universe always gets your back. Yeah. Money comes in out of literally nowhere. Yes. It manifests. Just, just taking a stand. Right. And taking the stand and making things happen. Right. I mean, it's going to be hard work. It's not easy. No. But but at least you're going to be able to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So stop the madness, bitches. Yep. I'm not going to say anymore, but this is this is a real thing. And it's a it's a fucking epidemic. And I think it's just lo very low vibe and disgusting. Yep. And I'm only saying that because I've done it before and I've had it done to me. Yes. And I'm sure that you have also oh, in, back in the day. Yep. Right. Yeah. So 
let's stop the madness. And that's not being the HBIC of your ambitious life. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, let's go, dude. T- tell all these broke hoes how to stop being broke hoes and be uh, <laughs> rich bitches. <laughs> well, I can tell you how not to be a broke hoe because I, like I told you, I was a broke hoe. And it's, it's not easy. It, it, it is hard. Um, but you know something, anything that's worthwhile is hard. Yes. Like, you know, working out, doing things. And I'll tell you, you know, financial education is everything is out there. So you can go and learn these things and read about them. You can watch it on YouTube. You can ask people that have affluence if you know people that are doing well. But the number one thing that rich people or wealthy people do, they do the things that failures don't like to do, right? Ooh. Failures do not like to take a look at themselves. True. Right? They always blame other people. Victim they blame, mentality. They blame um, circumstances. They blame people. They blame this one didn't have this the economy five years ago. I would be here. Yeah. Or, you know, the economy is bad. I can't do this. I can't do that. Who the president is. Recession. Wait till the next president gets in. (laughs) I mean, if I'm waiting on a freaking president to make my life better, come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's not going to happen, right? You got to make your own stuff happen. You're the president of your own life, right? So some of the things that failures don't like to do, you know, they don't like to maybe, you know, set goals, right? If you set goals, whether it's financial goals or whatever goals, with this is a financial podcast, so let's stick with the finances. You have to set goals. I don't care if you're making $500 a week or $5,000 a week or 100000 a week. It doesn't matter. You can spend it. You can burn through it. You can go through it if you're not planning. And we've all been there. We've had all made some big money. We've made small money or whatever the case may be. But you have to know what you're making. And you have to set goals and you have to be passionate about what you're doing, right? So you may not be passionate about what you're doing right now, but you can be passionate about where you're going and what, you know, using the job maybe that you're in now as a stepping stone to say, hey, I'm doing this now because I have to put bread on the table. I'm going to take care of things. But my goal is X and this is where I'm going to be in a year, two years, whatever the case may be. And it takes time. It's not going to be easy, but you have to establish What's my purpose? What's my goal? And let me stop working towards it. Yeah. Right? And reverse engineer it. And reverse so it. if you're like, oh, my goal is to make $100,000 this year. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to do that? Yes. So how? Like reverse engineer. Yeah. I'm going to sell X amount of units of this product that I sell. Or I'm going to. And these are the things that failures don't want to do. They, they, you know, you have to be able to sell something. So if you have a job, let's say, say conversation. I always had two jobs growing up. And the reason being is I was what I what I did learn and I didn't want to be a broke hoe anymore. I said, I'm not gonna leave my destiny in someone else's hands. So if this job goes under, I'm gonna have something else that I can do, or I'm gonna have another skill that I can use, or I'm gonna have another out that I can say, Oh, this failed, now I can work on this. Right. So I always like to have a couple of things going. Most people that are wealthy have more than one stream of income. Correct. And there's a reason for that. And there's a reason because it's you want everything to flow together. If one's down, maybe the other one's up. Do you know how many I have? Um, I wrote it down the other know. day. I don't know. I mean, I always knew. I know you have a lot. 25. Different things that you, you're working on yeah. at, at, at any time. Right. Yeah. Between... It's all ambitious. Yes. It's all ambitious. It's one it's umbrella. Great. One umbrella right. is many assets to that. Right. That's awesome. Because it's like A28P, Ambitious Academy, my mentorship program, Bitchapalooza, the book, yeah. Bitch Box, Swags, yes. speaking engagements, all these different things. And at the end of the month, you may say, oh, I made $1,000 here and I made a five grand here and I made $10,000 here, whatever. Right. It all adds up. Throw it on the pile. And the little stuff adds up too. It does. Big time. If it you does. look at it and say, oh, it's only 400 bucks. Well, okay. Every time you say it's only 400 bucks, then yeah, it's probably 40 grand. And well, it's the same way when you spend, right? you go, same Oh, way. I'm only going to swipe this. It's only $300. And then yes. you, at the end of the month, you're like, good Lord. How the hell that happens, right? <laughs> you got to make sure. And the thing is, I eat my Amazon. You know, and the, what the rich people do is they also what they also look at what they're spending. And, you know, the worst things I hate to do is when I have to go to a bank. And when you go to a bank, mm-hmm. you have to get naked financially in front of everything. So you can think you're worth X. But by the time they're done looking at what you and they really see your have, bush and they see they see your bush your financial <laughs> your bush, financial bush your financial bush oh everyone my. thinks oh my house is worth this and I'm making this and I'm really doing well and all this and then the uh, bank gets you and they're looking uh, at uh, honey and they're just looking at everything and then they like okay this is what you really have this is what your illusion that is. always hurts and you know you get better at 
the real stuff, the more times you go to the bank and yes. you try to do an investment or whatever, a deal or whatever the case may be. But it is a rude awakening. If any of you guys have ever bought a condo or a home or anything like that, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Right? And sometimes it's even when you're buying a car, right? Oh. If, you, if you're just starting out and you're just trying to get your credit back on money, you're just trying to get, you know, something that you want to buy on credit or whatever the case may be. They go through everything, and you're like, you're like this. Is, I remember my face every time, and my face gets better and better every time because I'm I'm more confident. Right. And I've done it before, and I know they're going to go up my ass and look at everything. Yep. And but it's still, you know, it's puckering. Remember the it's time puckering. that I bought a BMW like years ago? Yes. And the guy like ran my credit report, and he was like, "Wow, you are so in debt." Yeah. But it was all good debt. <laughs> it was both of our debt. He goes, it was my debt and Matt's debt. Yeah. And he was, the guy was like, oh my God, if I had that much debt, he goes, I'd kill yeah. myself. Yeah. And I was like, well, I love it. I did, well, this debt was commercial <laughs> real estate. Yes. Was, you know, a home. It was, but that scares, investment. that scares people who aren't financially literate. Right, right. Now, if it was credit card debt, Ew, no. it was the same number, no. I'd be probably ready to jump off the BMW <laughs> head first, right? So, but, but, you know, those are the things that, you know, you know, going being able to go to the bank and be able to look at your finances and, you know, and if you have a business or you work for somebody, you need to probably get some kind of side hustle. Yeah. Right? So I call it the side hustle meaning, you know, whatever it is, an online marketing company, you know, you can direct you sales. Have, you direct sales. Yeah. Or, you know, something that you can own and then take advantage of like some of the tax deductions yes. that owning a part-time business can give you right because can you tell people about because i love this i'm obviously you know, you're educating me as you talk because it, it's a good reminder but how you were saying like doctors and lawyers and these people that are salaried and like you know employees of the hospital yes. or they work for a firm or whatever they're they're fucked because they have no tax write-offs no tax write-offs and, and business owners if you own a business they have all of the tax deductions, right? And they they can they can write off so many things. Where let's say I'm a doctor and I'm making four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, sometimes. which seems great in the grand scheme of things. Which is great, but you're in the highest tax bracket. And guess who gets paid first? If you look at your paycheck, the government gets paid sham. first. They're not waiting and saying, "All right, well, let's give them the four hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then we'll ask for the money nope. back." No, they mm -mm. take it right off the top. And people that get a a, a paycheck are the highest taxed individuals. Right? What is the tax bracket right now for those those poor bastards? I probably about 38 Oh my lord, can you imagine? Like can yeah, you that's, imagine? That's just federal. So then Ooh. you probably have state, you have what do you call it? Um social security, yeah. you have Medicare tax, yes. you have some healthcare taxes. Yeah. And then you're paying into your 401k if you if you know you are, if you are. Yeah. So a lot of money goes right out the door but, Damn. but I think the number one thing is you have to pay yourself first, right? You have to act like the government. So you know something? The first two hundred bucks, I'm just using round numbers. The first two hundred bucks a week that I get paid is gonna go into my savings account. Or 150 bucks is going to go into a, a, a you know a 401k or some kind or of or an S and P yeah an S and P retirement account or whatever the case may be. You have to pay yourself first because there's not you can't wait and hope there's going to be something left over after you pay everybody else because you'll never be able to get ahead. And you know something, if you have to, you'll find a way to make that extra money, but have it automatically taken out. Ask your employer, if you're working at a job right now, say, hey, listen, I want to start a savings account. I want to have $200 a month, let's say, say conversation, taken directly out of my account. I don't want to see it. I want it to go into the savings account. Right. And don't touch it. Try to make it as difficult as possible yes. to get at it because that's the only way you're going to be able to save. Number two, I would definitely invest in your 401k if you have one at work or a 403b or whatever the retirement program you have because that's money that's going to go, number one, it's tax-free. They take that out first and you don't pay the tax on it. Right. It goes into the account and it starts working for you right away. Right. So, oh, what, what, but some people will say, oh my God, but the stock market is down. It's horrible. I hear all these things in the news. <laughs> yes. Guess what? The rich people are buying the stocks when they're low. All right. It's the only stocks. And the only thing like I can say is if you had a BMW, let's go back to the BMW. Yes. Say it's a $40,000 BMW. And tomorrow they say, oh, everything's going down. We're going to sell you this BMW for $20,000. Would you be going, oh, my God, it's gone down. I'm not going to buy the $20,000 BMW. No, you're no, going to buy it. Absolutely. Like, oh, God, it was 40 Now it's twenty. Yes. But with stocks, people don't think that way. They're like, oh, my God, it's going down. And they, they don't buy it. The rich people will buy things if it's if it's a good company. Yes. If it's GM or if it's you know Louis Vuitton or if it's a good company. Right. 
they'll buy that stock no matter what the price is because they know they have faith in the organization. So can we just hold that for one second? Because sure. I have a, have had a lot of girls reach out to me because I talked a lot about the S&P 500 stock account on yeah. our last week's podcast. Yeah. Uh, can you explain a little bit of what the S&P is? Just like, you know, just in layman's terms, we don't have to get technical, but that's number one. And then number two, the best way to open one. Because people are like, how do I do it? It's so scary. Right, right. So to, to number one, the S&P 500 is the top 500 stocks, the top 500 strongest companies that are in the United States of America. So if they have a lot of problems, we all have a lot of problems. Right, so those are the best stocks. So over time, they will produce probably about eight or nine percent, eight percent. Let's say, say conversation over a long time. Sometimes they'll be down, sometimes they'll be up. But the thing is, is if you're buying it every single month, sometimes you'll be buying it when it's low. Sometimes you'll be buying it when it's high. But over time, the course of time, you probably will end up with your 8%. Yes. This has been studied for since the yeah, Great Depression. Absolutely. The case would be. And they don't have to buy stocks. Because I think that a lot of the girls are like, I'm not at the Wolf of Wall Street. And I'm like, the Wolf of Wall Street was doing penny fucking stocks. It was a whole fucking and scheme. And he was a criminal. I mean, I love Jordan Belfort. I think he's yeah, fucking he's hilarious, but he was a criminal. So here's the deal. When you invest in the S&P 500 stock account, it's easy. You just go on whatever. I go TD Ameritrade, yep. go Merrill Lynch, yes. any stock broker. Go on their website. And they'll be happy to help you do it. And they'll yep. give you the education that you need. You know, I, I uh, got into the stock market. I read one little book. It was, you know, uh, The Motley Fool. Great book. You know, it teaches you how to buy stocks. And and nobody said there was this one scenario where a guy had all this Holly Davidson stuff on and he, you know, Holly Davidson shirt and he had a Holly Davidson and he goes, well, what are you investing in? He asked the, the, the stock expert. He asked me, he goes, what are you investing? He goes, well, I just bought this dot-com stock. And he goes, why did you buy a dot-com stock? He goes, well, that's where everything's going. Everyone's buying this thing. He goes, well, you know, you're wearing Holly Davidson. Have you looked at them lately? They've been making money hand over fist, yes. and you're buying all of this stuff. Right. It's right under your nose, the good companies, that if you like it and your friends like it, they're probably doing well. Yes, yes. Right? And it's something that you know and you like because you're buying it. Why not own the stock instead yes. of the product? So call what I did was when I started first doing S&P 500, I went on their website. So I, I use TD Ameritrade. Yes. But like you said, there's other ones you other can ones use. Out. So just check out whatever you feel most comfortable using. And then you literally can either do it online or you can call the 1-800 number and you can say, okay, I know every month and I do it with like what I what I get back in my taxes. Yes. For me, that feels comfortable or whatever. Yeah. So let's just say for the sake of conversation, you're getting uh, you know, $30,000 a year back in taxes, Okay you would take that money and you would divide it up equally over a 12 month period Correct. and you would have your the, the trader that's Unless helping you, you back $5000 doesn't matter it. if you could get back $4000 you can do it it doesn't matter how much it is no, you can no. you don't have to put tons of money into an S&P 500 stock account you could literally put $150 a month yes right yeah and so what will happen is the trader the person that you're working with goes in and sets up the automatic, like it's a debit. Yeah. So every month you pay out of your, um, I pay out of like my checking account yeah. and I just know, okay, every month they're going to take this money and they're going to allocate it into the S and P 500 stock account. And I don't really even pay attention to it. I mean, I do, I check it a couple times a month on my app, yeah. but I'm not like, if there's a bad day in the stock market, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm going to jump off the building yeah, because it's a bad day in the stock market. I'm like, I'm hoping I'm buying today. Yes. Because you're getting a good value, right? Because a lot of it's emotion and it has nothing to do with the actual company. Yes. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the good thing about it. You're buying at all different price points. I love that. And that's why it comes out to the long, long term. It will come out to where you'll, you'll you should be at. Um, did you ever know, this is like kind of weird, but do you know Benjamin Franklin all, obviously, yeah. right? So he was like the father of compounding interest. Oh, yeah. So there's this whole thing where, you know, he died in, 19, in 1790, but one year earlier, so before he died, he left the equivalent of $4,444 wow. to each of the cities of Boston, 
and Philadelphia in his will. And under the condition that the money would be loaned and the inv invested to young apprentices that had proven worthy of a loan, he stipulated that the cities would have access to a portion of the funds after 100 years wow. and receive the remaining funds after 200 years. So when the cities, both Boston and Philadelphia, received their balances after 200 years, so he invested $4,444. Yeah. So after 200 years, the combined bequeathed had grown to $6.5 million. Wow. Wow. Is that not crazy? That's why you just going to hang in there for 200 years. <laughs> That's why you're going to live forever. <laughs> you got to do all the biohacking so you just are like a fucking old turtle in the Galapagos yeah, Island. It just points out, right, for a $4,400 investment, right, it, it, over that much time. I love how we did $4,444. Yeah, That's, That's my jam. That's my jam right there. I love the fours. Oh, me too. And But you can see how lucrativeness yeah right? yeah now let's take it to like 30 years yeah right? and if you put in four thousand dollars a year not one time right four thousand a year for 30 years yes. 25 years you're yes. gonna spend the money anyways and you're gonna get old anyway so you might as well just put the freaking money in there and have something when you're a little older uh that you have for yourself right and and you said it's at eight percent yeah eight percent okay so mm, yeah times 30 years yeah. So that's an extra ten thousand. That's a hundred, a one hundred and six thousand six hundred fifty dollars and sixty cents. Wow! For that little amount of money, little bit, little bit of money. Yeah. yeah. So what the fuck? Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. All right. Give us more, Big Bernard. Give us more. Okay. So next thing is going to be is um, what failures don't like to do. If you do have a small business, you have to make this calls. You have to do the sales. You have to make the calls. You have to take action every single day. You have to look at things like accounting. You have to look at things like collections. Can't put your fucking head in the right. sand like you a goddamn. To, collections is key. You have to collect the money that's out there that you know you're you're, you're billing or you're selling. Um, you have to be established legally, right? You should have a business and know know that uh, it's legal and you you're protected the right way. So you're protected. So you, once your business does take off, that you're not going to get sued. And I can't everything. tell you how many girls are like, "Oh, I just use my own name for my uh, for my business." I'm yeah. like, "Are you fucking high?" Yeah. Like, get a fucking LLC, man. Yeah, it takes two Prote minutes. Two minutes, two and it's minutes. like a couple hundred dollars yeah. or something. I know you coach a lot of women in getting LLCs and, and setting up corporations. Or it could be a B Corp. It could be S Corp. It could be LLC. I don't give a shit what it is, but make sure that you are protected. Protected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And you are your greatest asset, right? So, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, look at yourself as the greatest asset. You're the one that has to get up and power your life every single day. Make sure that you're always learning and always asking questions, right, to the right people. And if you don't know the right people, guess what? There's coaches out there. You can find the right people. There's financial advice. Go on YouTube. That you, can, you can ask. There's accountants that you can ask. There's all different people that you can ask these questions. Yes. To. And I ask everything. Me too. I'm always asking. I'm so questions. annoying. I don't give a shit. I'm like the first one to say, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Please, can we get on a phone call? Can you explain this more to me? I don't understand what it is. But you know what happens? And I coach a lot of these people, not so much anymore, but they they just look at me and go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, I know this bitch doesn't know what I'm talking about right. because they're embarrassed because they don't want to seem stupid or foolish or naive or whatever. Right. You are stupid, foolish, and naive if you don't ask the person who knows what you don't know the question. And I don't know anything. I'll me neither. I'm a dumb I'm bitch. Always, I'm always learning. <laughs> yes. Asking me too. All the time. When you think that you're too smart, that's when shit hits the fan. Yes. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. I love how you also said, um, you know, don't put your head in the sand and whatever. I think so many people lie to themselves about where they are financially. Yes. Especially the people that have like a salary type of job. Cause they're, they, they'll say to me, Oh, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, but I'm like, yeah, but after fucking taxes, Right. And then paying on the, like just the minimum of everything just to live. Yeah. Most people that are making six figures a year can barely scrape by in this economy. You're right. And then whatever their spending habits are, right? So well, it's not just some of these people, it's, like, it's I don't out know, of control. You know, I used to hear, I don't know where it all goes. <laughs> Shut right? up. I wouldn't want to work for a company or be involved with a business with somebody oh, else. I don't know where this money's going. Shut up. Um, not good. That right? is low so, vibration. And, and if you don't know, find out. Yes. Write it down. Look at your credit card statements. Look at your, all your bills and say, okay, this is what's happening here. And look at how much is coming in. Yes. And get really. What do you say? Take it in the face. Yeah, take it to the face. Take it to the face. Like take it to the face. Yeah, just take it to the face. Take it to the face. And you've got to just look at it. And, you know, if you don't know, 
you can't really make any adjustments. You can't yeah. make any changes, right? Check so, yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the hottest part. That I, was the hottest part for me is to really look at where I, where, where I am. And then look at where you are and know where you are and be super fucking like radical responsibility and super truthful and stop lying to yourself. Don't make excuses. You're going to have to, like you said, take it to the face, have that harsh reality. But as soon as you figure out like where you are, you have to take swift and immediate action. Yes. Because a lot of people are just like, oh, well, like you did when, when you got your fucking big hog repossessed. <laughs> you thought you were boss hog. I thought it was boss hog, but it wasn't. Big hat, no cattle. <laughs> I can't yeah. even take it. Like when you were boss hog and you were getting your shit repoed. Yes. You just you said it when we first started the podcast today. I just kept being like, oh, I'll just pay it next week. I'll just pay, pay it next week. To it, right? And it all catches up, right? I mean, yep. it's, it's, it's one of those things that you have to constantly be looking at, you know, where am I? Yes. Right? Am I, clean am I, fucking am I, house. Am I going closer to my goals or am I getting farther away? And sometimes, you know, to clean house, you have to go a little bit backwards to be able to go forward. Yes. Right? Yes. Always. Right? I mean, you ever clean your house? It's like, oh my God, it looks like shit worse than I even started. Yes. Right? You got all these papers around and organization. And, but you have to stop there to figure out, okay, what do I need? What do I don't need? Let me get rid of this. Let me get rid of right, that. Right. Right. And it's a messy process. And it it's is. something that, like I said, the, you know, the failures don't want to do it. They don't want to look at stuff re real. Right. Absolutely. And that's, that's so hard to do. Um, the other thing I think is really interesting that you said, and I'd like to kind of pontificate on it because I think it's going to just inspire a lot of women is, and I'm just obviously paraphrasing what you said, like have an extra vehicle for making money, creating wealth. Yes. I think a lot of people are like, especially if they have like a salaried job, you know, I, I work with a lot of women who are like teachers, you know, they're secretaries, like they have, they, they make this amount of money and that's it. And they'll probably never make more. This is just like where they're at. Correct. And I'm like, okay, so you work 40 hours a week, let's just say. Yeah. There's a hundred and I think 58 or 68 hours in the, the week. Yeah. And you're sleeping maybe six, seven, eight hours a week. And yeah. you're doing, and you're working your 40 hours. You have probably, I think I said it on like three, four podcasts ago. You probably have a, at least eight to 10 extra hours a day to be able to do something. To be able to do something. Yeah. So stop being a fucking lazy bitch. Yeah. Like I have 15 jobs, man. You have 15 jobs, man. Yeah. I mean, you uh, work uh, for a healthcare company, yep. a very prestigious healthcare company, right? That you've been with what? 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. Then you fucking go to the dojo all night long. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like crazy. Well, passion. I, I, love, I know. I, I, I love business and I love work and right. I love doing things and I love that. That's my passion. Yes. So that's why I said when we were beginning is find your passion. Right, what you're passionate about. I love doing business. I love doing those type of things. So I go nuts if I didn't have those. Could things you imagine to do? Mm -hmm. Because it's like I have to always be progressing. That's yes. just me. But yes. I love to relax and have fun. And well, we work. We work hard. We play hard. Yeah. I mean, we definitely do that. But yeah. we've earned the right to do that. Yeah. But when we before when we were broke hoes. Yes. And we were like hip to it, like, oh, we're being broke hoes. Mm -hmm. We like pulled our heads out of our asses and we're like, okay, I don't care if I come hell or high water if I have to work. 20 hours a fucking day. I and will if, do it. And if you're doing what you love, it's not work. Like, no. You know, I really enjoyed doing, like yesterday I was teaching, it was a Saturday, and I was teaching at the studio, and I was lighting these kids up. And I, I knew I was lighting them up. And I knew that I was creating change in my martial arts studio. And not just change because they can kick better or punch better. I'm talking about inside change. I'm talking about confidence. I'm talking about focus. All the things, like the parents will go to me, oh my God, I can't even have him stand still for two minutes. You had him with 30 other kids in the studio and he didn't move. And I'm like, wow, thank you very much for the compliment. But that's my passion, right? So that's what juices me. I could do that all day long. And even Katie came out, she's like, that was, you know, great class because she was helping me because we're so busy. And I was just like, you know, that's I could just do this from seven o'clock in the morning until ten o'clock. Well, that's night. my sixteenth job, Mom. right? And that's just, working that's as that's your assistant. My, my assistant. Oh my god, <laughs> it's just not fair. But I think it's mindset too, because I came from a poor mindset, a poor person's mindset. You know, my parents would be like, "Why would you want to knock yourself out for the money?" That you oh have? my god! Right? Well, think of those words. You're in a job. Why do I want to? Why do I want to break my neck and bust my butt for somebody else that owns a company? Well, guess what? That's as far as you're going to go if you have that attitude. If you're going to stay there and become irreplaceable, if you're going to stay there and become a star at your at the company or at that job, 
Guess what? They're going to pay you more. That's Guess right. what? They're going to more, they're going to have to pay you more because you're so valuable. You're valuable. That's you right. Leave, they have a problem, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to have to do something to keep it. But if you're the first one to punch out in the day, you're the first one thinking about how the hell can I get out of here. You're not going to do well. Nope. In life. No. Nope. You know, not today's economy. No. Nope. Today. You'll scrape. You'll you know? scrape by. And ninety percent, or ninety, probably ninety-eight percent of the workers in the workforce are just we're looking at their clock. Yes. And nine o'clock, they just get there. Oh God, it's only nine thirty. I can't wait to get the hell out of here. Yes. Get out of that business. Start making moves to get into something that you're passionate. About. That's right. Because you know, like yesterday, the time could have been ten hours. It could have been three hours. It could have been fourteen hours. It really didn't make a difference to me because the passion is what drives you. Yeah. To be to be excellent, you have to have that passion. That's right. Right. The other thing that just came up to me while you were talking, because you were saying like I I grew up with like the broke that broke mentality or whatever, and you probably yes. heard your dad say shit, your mom say stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's another huge thing on how to fix you know your money and how to stop being a broke bitch is figuring out the ancestral lineage root of the poverty mindset or of that broke mentality mindset yeah. because. That I mean, and listen, that's hard work. It's healing work. It's shadow work. Figuring out like you know where you pick this up, who were the people that, you know, gave you instilled that faulty programming in your mind, like with all these type yeah. of, you know, mostly money doesn't your, grow on trees. Mostly your parents. Yeah. Mostly it's your parents. But honestly, my grandparents said a lot of broke shit. Yeah. I heard a lot of teachers growing up that had poor mentality yeah. that were and caregivers that said a lot of Sometimes broke shit. Executives say something that's weird. Like, you know, and you go, how did that? Well, well, now we have to really buckle up because of the recession. I'm like, really? Actually, it, the statistics are that more people have more cash to spend after COVID than they ever had cash in their hands so in crazy. so many years. That's the truth. So if you're like, oh, nobody has any money. Really? No. There's Not plenty true. of money out there. Tons of money out there. And it is just like waiting for your business. Yes. It is just waiting for your business. But you have to, like the movie going there, going rush, you have to have the balls and the cannolis to go out there and get The cannolis? The, can- the, the cannolis? Yeah, oh, the cannolis. <laughs> no, the cojones. cojones. Are you hungry? I was, I was probably hungry. One of the cannolis. Oh, my God. <laughs> the cannolis. Go, if you go down to the cannolis, you can make the money. I have to go on A2AP. So well, you are tomorrow. I'm probably thinking about bringing cannolis right now. You're starting, so <laughs> just buckle up, buttercup. You're going to have the cannolis to go on and do business. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to bag full of my Mike's pastry, and I'm going out there to do my business with my Mike's pastry. No, modern's better. <laughs> modern? Okay. Modern pastry has better cannolis. Than Mike's pastry, I would, just I would not throw you the one. No, same same my problem. But it's true though. You're you're so right. Like I really feel like that's a huge thing that people have to do is to do the ancestral healing work. That people don't want to fucking do it. They don't want to say like, oh wow, I heard my grandmother every day for ten years of my life say like, money doesn't grow on trees, mm-hmm. and we can't afford that, and we've always bro- been broke like this, and yes. da, 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 whatever. You know, it's like, you got to do the fucking work. I hate to be esoteric for a second because this is a very three-dimensional podcast where we're giving you like really concrete, concise tools. But if you want to dig into it, it really is, is your mindset about how money works and, you know, what money has done and what have you been around as far as money, right? So if you have painful um, problems with money, right, then you're going to have pain. And if you have fear of success because your family's always been poor. Mm-hmm. And you always get, and I see this a lot with a lot of the women I coach, like they get to a certain place in their business and mm-hmm. their career and they can never like go over that hump. Yes. So say they're like making a hundred thousand dollars a year. They can never get to the 250,000 or the 500,000. And I'm always mm-hmm. like, you've got to figure out where this faulty programming started. And a lot of times it's because subconsciously they don't want to do better because they still want the approval and love from their family of origin. Because yes. people will say, oh, you know, don't get too big for your britches. Don't forget where you came from. Blah, 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 blah. And like, even though we know it's yes. fucking wrong, it's subconsciously in our grooved patterns of our brain. Absolutely. And it gets a hypnotic you, you, rhythm. You know how you get out of that? Peer groups. Yes. Peer groups is key, right? When you start talking to somebody that, you know, let's say you make $100,000 and now you're talking to somebody that makes $500,000. Oh, it's different conversations. It's, it's a different conversation. When you say you want to make 200000 they're like, yeah, I'll show you how to do it. Yes. Because I was at the same point. Peer groups are key because those people are talking different numbers, different solutions, and they're talking the language that you want to be around. Yes. And, you know, I belong to a group that a bunch of martial art owners, you know, we, they all own big, big, huge studios. And yeah. my studio is leveling up right now. 
And I have a group of people now that are talking things that I was like, wow, I can really do this and go to this next level yes. and reach more clients and help more kids. And in the process, because of the Laura reciprocity, I'm going to be able to grow. Reciprocity? What is it? Reciprocity. Reciprocity. I'm having a hard time. I think that this, I'm on this A28P and I need some, some, some kind of. That's keto fluid. That has keto fluid. He's like, he's like, the reciprocity. You sound like, you sound like, what's his name? Mike Python. It was Mike Python. I'm not going to make fun of Mike I'm going to bite your ear. I don't want him coming over to my I'm good. I'm going to steal his fucking tiger. <laughs> it's the law, right? It's, it's the law of reciprocity. It is the law of reciprocity. <laughs> and it is going to happen, right? Because you're given, right? So that's how you become yes. successful. Yes. But when you're around people, you know, and I'm saying that because Katie has a lot of people you, that you coach and you have a group of women that you talk about and talk to. And you're all pretty much in the same level, some higher, some lower, whatever the case may be. But you're all talking the same language. Yes. And if you're not in a group of those type of women or those type of men, then how are you ever going to level up? You can't. can't right? Because you're going to always have those things in the back of your head saying you can't do it. You're not enough. Money doesn't grow on trees. And you've never all seen it. You've never seen it. And you've never so if you've seen never it. seen it, if you don't, if like, if the money is out there somewhere and it's not in in that like inner circle mm -hmm. it's like oh it's just a figment of your imagination yes where like we have friends that are multi multi-millionaires even billionaires yes so we're like yeah it can be done it's been done it before can be it can be it's done again yes. you know how many people though in our lives since i've known you have we been friends with that we just fucking just ditch like a sack of shit on the side of the fucking road sometimes you have to why because, because why they're not going on the same ride I'm going. And you think sometimes that they are. Yes. Because, like, you know, we've had a lot of people in our lives that have come from very affluent families, mm -hmm. um, very famous people that we've been friends with. Yeah. And, like, oh, they're they're rich. They're famous. Like, we have this idea in our minds. Like, they could be great peer groups. And not for the not for the sake of, like, I'm going to use them to get somewhere. But no, just, like, be around. be around. No, I don't I need any of that. People that want to go places and do things, right? Because they inspire me. And I get juiced. I get juiced when somebody else is so successful. Me too. I get so excited. I'm never jealous. I'm no, never like, me neither. oh, isn't it nice? I'm like, oh my God, it is nice. Yeah, that I is fucking awesome. fives all around. You freaking did it. It's so hard to be able to yes. do these certain things that, that I'm working on yes. doing. And I just kind of congratulate them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just, even if they are that way, they look really good on paper. They're not just, they just don't jive with me. Right? Let, let, just, what are some things that people have done in the past that you can think of off the top of your head that we are like, all oh, right, that's enough. Um, oh, people that I like, I hang around with it. Like, uh, uh, they would, they would argue at dinner, you know, they talk about politics or something. And I'm like, Oh God, I don't want to talk about this. This isn't helping me. Number one, my time is very precious. Precious. Number one. Number two is if I'm hanging with you, it's because I really like your company and you bring something, you're funny, you're kind, you're sweet, you're a loving person. And sometimes you meet the person's representative, right? And they're, they're really good for a little while. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is... It's like my precious. This is, this it's is, when they come out and they go, Matt, my precious. Yeah, this is when I don't want to be around you. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like... uh Oh, all right then. That, that, this will be the last dinner with these people. Yeah, or yeah. if like the bill comes and everyone like fucking gets bunny ears. Oh yeah, or they complain about the bill, and I'm like, I didn't come out to dinner. I came out to dinner have to spend money and come out. If I wanted not to spend money, I would stay home. Yeah, so I don't want. I would eat cold cuts. You know? Oh my god, this is this is highway robbery. This is this is Oh my god, I can't believe how much this bottle of wine costs. You were drinking it. <laughs> you were drinking it, bitch. You, you were drinking it, and I don't want to want to hear about it at the end of it. You know, I mean, or they don't want to stay at nice hotels. Like that's why I don't yeah. travel with people anymore unless no, I'm doing a retreat no. because I've done that before in the past. And you're like, oh, these people like they have great jobs. They're like, you know, well, they seem wealthy on paper, yeah. blah blah blah. And then I say, oh, we're gonna stay here. They're like, good no, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and I just be like, you know, and that's why I think we do a lot of things alone. Or yeah, with, with specific people. That we want to go with, and you know they know how we roll. Yes, I know how they roll. And yes. we've been around together for so long that they don't give a shit. Mm -mm. You know, they 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 can get up and leave in the middle of the dinner and say, "Hey, that enough? I got to go now." Yeah, you know, or, we, and we love them. Like, ah, love you. See you later. Yeah, you know, but we had really great conversation, and they talked yeah. about like 
you know, money and, and next level shit and not, you know, oh my God, I can't believe how much the steak cost. And I'm not perfect, right? So I'm not always perfect. Really? And these people, these people do take, tell. They take me um, because of my imperfections and things that I don't know or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, like so that bush. It's a good, it's a good, <laughs> bush. it's a good um, mix of people. Now. Yes. So if uh, you were once our friends and now you're not our friends anymore, probably because you were being a broke, broke hoe. Yeah, something. <laughs> or you had some kind of faulty language well, program well, that you couldn't well, get over. Political or something. <sighs> I, I don't want... Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've been around people that literally get like fist fights at dinner talking about politics. And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is yeah, going on. I'm the on. president of my own company. And that's how I look at it. That's I'm, right. You know, I really do. And mm-hmm. I, I wake up every day with the intention to serve and be the best person. Absolutely. Get, so get my reciprocity. Reciprocity. <laughs> oh, if my, want to go did see my it? tiger? Did I say it the right way? That's yes, it. darling. Thank God. I don't yes. know why I was saying it. Um, I want to talk about this too. I think this is interesting because I have a lot of bitches that come and they want to do business coaching with me. Yes. And they want to get rich quick scheme. Yeah. How's that working? No, it's, no such thing. <laughs> get rich quick is not possible we'll to talk be perfectly honest with you i mean okay oh but what about mark zuckerberg Mark Zuckerberg. What? okay he was the type of person that became very wealthy but it wasn't quick it was probably because it's just what he, you saw it's what you saw you didn't see him making facebook right or that or that when, when they see jeff bezos and it's like his old uh amazon it was like in this fucking garage, <laughs> in this garage. he had like some printed out old computer paper thing yeah, that said yeah. amazon.com there is no get rich quick so if you want to get rich, you better work rich. We'll talk about how when people get rich quick, what happens? Like it's there's actually a law around it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. yes. We'll tell them. Oh well, there is a law. If you get rich quick and you're not able to manage it, right? Then it all goes away. Because why? You have to acclimate to the vibrational frequency yeah, of it. You have to acclimate to it. You ever see like um, professional athletes that come into big money and they get big money and then or someone wins the lottery. They win a lottery. And lottery people are all what? Broke within three years, in trouble with the IRS, having problems. Their family um, is hates them because they didn't give them enough. Yeah. They give them $500,000 or something. It's like, you're like, you got 30 million. Why don't I have Well, there's a wisdom and a discipline. Yeah. With getting money, wealthy acquiring wealth yes yeah. and, yes and you have to be able to be smart enough yes to be able to deal with them. and wise and wise enough with, and wise enough and, wise enough, and yeah. these people aren't they haven't flexed that they haven't earned muscle it, right they haven't earned it that way that right wisdom, right? right so rich people that get rich slow usually will hang on to it for a very long time yes and probably be able to pass it on if they choose to absolutely yeah. um a lot of girls have been asking me too what our favorite books are oh. for wealth and investing and just anything about money in general. So my favorite books are definitely Science of Getting Rich, which is an old, old book. Wallace Waddles. Wallace Waddles. I think it was in the early 1930s. But guess what? It's like gravity. Yeah. It's, it hasn't gone away. There's a, there's a science of getting rich and there's a science of getting poor. I choose to read the Science of Getting Rich. Great book. It does a lot of the work, like what Katie does, a lot of spirituality, uh, creation, not competition, which I love. Um, knowing that there's going to be difficulties and to be able to overcome them on your way to be getting, getting wealthy. Yes. Um, I also love The Motley Fool for, for stocks uh, and learning how to train the stock market. It goes real basic and it teaches you, you know, it's like, okay, well, if you have $20,000 worth of credit card debt, pay the debt off first before you invest because you're not going to make 29% in the stock market and you're paying 29% in credit card debt. So it really cleans up your finances if you were having some problems with your finances. So it puts you on a strong uh, uh, foundation to be able to invest. And when you invest, it's money that you could lose. It's money that you don't need right away, right? Because it's called an investment. So they really put it out there great. Um, That's one of my favorite books. And also, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I love that. I love all three of those books. Kiyosaki. Such good books. Real estate. And his story was he had a dad that was an educator, was a poor dad, and his best friend's dad was very wealthy. And he would pay attention to what his friend's dad was saying about money and how to get better. And that was his mentor. Right. And became, obviously, a multi-millionaire and obviously a great author. Um, New York's bestseller author for years. Yeah. 
And so long that they had to take him off. They were like, sorry, yeah, Robert, like, this is outrageous. <laughs> I mean, the book is unbelievable. Can you imagine? And his, his, um, all of this stuff is great. So those three books are my foundation. So my number one is Think and Grow Rich. I always wow. tell the story about how when I was 13 years old, I went into the Read More bookstore and taught in Massachusetts and bought that book. And I've been working <laughs> that shit since I was 13 years old. Yeah. So instead of buying my Babysitter's Club book or like my Goosebumps or whatever the <laughs> she's, hell. She's pulling down Napoleon Hill. <laughs> I mean, and, and Napoleon Hill wrote this book, I think, in like 1937 or something during like the, that. The Great Depression. During the Great Depression. Right the Depression. Yeah. So I love, love, love that. I'm a huge fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, yeah. So he has um, one book that's called The Thank You Economy. Mm-hmm. And the other book is called Crush It. And again, this is more my vibe where it's like very much in your fucking face, like no fucking around. Um, And then the other book that I really, really, really love is um, the 10X Rule by um, Grant Cardone. Yeah, Yeah, I love those. I love those books. I mean, I have a ton of other books that I've read about money. Those are my my top three. Yeah. If I'm struggling with something or I'll go back to them and it's not like a read. Oh, that was nice. No. These books are a study. Yes. You know, you want to read them over and over again or you want to get them on audio and listen to them over and over again. So it gets ingrained in you. Yes. You know, when you're driving to work or you're driving home, you know, use it as nap time, right? No extra time. And just listen to these type of things and re-indoctrinate your mind the way that these people think. Right. It's brainwashing in the opposite direction. direction. (laughs) (laughs) So if you heard your whole life, like money doesn't grow on trees and we can't afford this and we've always been poor and all this shit, you can also brainwash yourself to think that you're wealthy and abundant and all these things. Yes. Um, The other two things that I want, the other two points that I want to make before we go is Stuart Wilde, who, yes. rest in peace, Stuart, I love him. He's one of my favorites. He's awesome. He has written tons of books, and he also has a lot of audio. So if you want to check him out on um, YouTube, he has one of my favorite audios in the whole world. It's called The 33 Steps to Personal Power. Yep. And he talks about how, you know, he talks a lot about Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. He doesn't specifically call it out, but he says, you know, a lot of books on money and a lot of education on money is about thinking and growing rich. And he says, I want to always take it a step further and I want to feel and grow rich. Mm. So I talked about this, I think on last week's podcast, and I've been talking about this for a really long time. This is one of the things that really helped me, you know, go to the next level is he talks about, you know, he's in London and he's like, go to the most la-di-da hotel in the city hotel. yeah and then if even if you can only afford like one cocktail or a cup of coffee mm. go in there and be in the energy of wealth and opulence and abundance yes. and it does to, it starts to rub off on you absolutely and he talks about going to like rolls royce yeah. he's like you know go in there and sit in the car and and sniff the car and touch the <laughs> you know steering wheel and all this stuff and then what happens is you start to realize like there's more out there, mm-hmm. right? There's more out there. So I think that that's a huge thing. So whatever, wherever you live, it doesn't matter if you live in East Cuddy Bumfuck or you live in New York City or Dubai or one of these wealthy, 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 huge cities in, in our world. Like go to the best restaurant, you know, go to a nice hotel, go, um, you know, get first class on your next, um, you know, where you're going, vacation, vacation yeah. or whatever, even if you're like, fuck. I can't afford this to that point, but start to do these little kind of tests on yourself to start to like manipulate the energy. Be so, the person that you want to be. Well, there you go. Stop being the person. Be the person now. Now, yes. That you desire to become. Yeah, that's you. Because it's a vibrational frequency. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, your vibrational frequency will start to ramp up and it will start to attract like energy right. to it, right? And the other thing that I want to say, and this is just a fucking whatever. I don't know how many times I have to beat someone over the head with a, a fucking bat, but stop buying things with money that you don't have to impress people that you don't like. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Because we were saying last night, like rich people, they're not putting their Birkin bag on social media. No. Rich people aren't showing you. The they don't f- want to show you anything because you're going to be the stealing or you're going to be, you know, whatever, right? They, right. They, they want to kind of just downplay it. Or they're too damn busy making money. They don't have time for all this fucking shit unless there's some influencer. <laughs> most people aren't, most people that have that kind of money, you would never even know them. Yeah. Like we belong to a really prestigious country club in Rye, New Hampshire. 
and everyone there is wealthy and abundant. They live in these beautiful homes in the summer, you know, on the beach in New Hampshire. It's absolutely gorgeous. You could literally be at a restaurant there and be sitting next to someone who is like old money Rockefellers, Rothschilds. Like you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know. They dress like bums. They have like fucking Birkenstocks from like 1987 on. They have holy pants, right? Yeah. How many times, how many people that you know that are like really wealthy and we have a lot of friends, they look like fucking bums. They don't care about that. They don't stuff. give a fuck. They're just like, ah, who gives a shit? I know you love me, Maddie. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't have to dress up for you. I don't have to do this for you. I don't have to do Which that I for you. I great because I hate dressing up too. I'd really oh, I know you do. You always look like you're a fucking oh, God. One, one nut of butter away from the nitwit house. <laughs> Goodness. I grew up in the Nitwin house. I know all <laughs> same, <about> bitch. Same. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say to these uh, future rich bitches? Yeah, you know, the one thing I really loved is an interview that um, Oprah Winfrey had with Tom Brady. Oh. And Tom Brady Tell says, me more. he goes, you know, Oprah, I'm my asset. I have to keep myself in best shape, strong, mentally, physically. You know, but we're all he goes, and she goes, Well, aren't we all our own asset? And he goes, Yeah, but he knows he's his asset. Okay. Whether he's playing professional football or whatever, you have to know that you're your most highest asset. It's you. Absolutely. And then you can reflect and be able to attract what you deserve and desire. Right. Absolutely. So that's, that was really a great, you know, really woke me up. And I said, yeah, because I'm the one that has to go and sell the product, or I'm the one that has to be strong enough to yes. teach these kids, or I'm the one that has to be strong enough to make the hard decisions for our home and family right. together with you. And that's we really are our own asset, and that really resonated with me. I hope it resonates with you. I love that. I love that. Thank you for that. So listen, bitches, the time is now. Either, you know, level the fuck up, be a rich bitch, or keep being a broke hoe. It doesn't matter to me either way. I'm going to keep on getting richer and fucking smarter and better <laughs> and hotter and all the good things. And, you know, I'm just here to spread the word. Spread the word. And, you know, you guys can get involved with like-minded women. I mean, it's like, well, I don't know anyone. Well, guess what? You're listening to this podcast. Join the Ambitious app. Reach out to Katie. Get into the app. Get on the app. and Get involved with these people, these women that want to level up and be the best that they can be. Right. And I'll tell you, I've been watching her for years. And they come from all different walks of life. And they're all at all different levels. But the goal is to be their best self. Yeah. Yep. which is being the HBIC of your ambitious life. Absolutely. Thank you, Big Bernard. We're going to have to have you back on a couple more times. <laughs> I love the you. ladies love you. They love you I and love your bush. bush. Oh, oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, bitches. Don't forget to share this episode if you feel like it brought you value. And in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious. And I will see you next Tuesday.